It was quite a hike. Up the old wooden stairs from the beach to the cliff's edge on the lands of Gorsky Manor. The forest was very thick and dark. I could just see the outline of the manor in the distance beyond the foliage. I walked along the thin path between the cliff's edge and the forest, looking for a way that might lead me back to the manor. I was very thankful for the light cast by the full moon, as I was able to avoid the many roots and rocks that waited in the shadows to trip my footing. At the top of the stairs, I had felt drawn to turn right. So after a time, I wondered if this was the correct way to go. The trees were so thick that I was unable to even push my way through them. A breeze found me, and I felt less alone. I rested for a moment, breathing deeply of its freshness. In my concentration, I was able to block out my many fears so that I was able to hear the most faintest song on the wind. It was both lovely and melancholy, sweet and sad. I gazed into the forest and I saw a white stone bright in the moonlight, just at the edge of my awareness. I pushed through the bracken and the tangle of buckthorn until I reached the stone and saw it lay upon a pebble path going deeper into the forest in both directions. The stone had helped me find the way to go. With thanks, I picked up the stone and brushed off the black dirt. A rune appeared as I cleaned the stone, the Jotun rune named Shtan. Oh, a special rune for me, a dear ancient friend, the rune of the stone. Solid and strong, holding the tale and history within its symbol. I could hear the ghostly song again, slightly louder, come like ripples in the water of one stone tossed within its depths, calling all to it. I put the stone in my pocket with the others and followed the path as it twisted through the trees and shrubs around large rocks and piles of standing stones. The song became louder, as if knowing it had found the ear of someone. Now calling to that someone, me, with excitement and anticipation that their call will be answered. The trees began to thin, and the sky peeked through, showing a vista full of stars peeking down at me. I could see the dark silhouette of the manor. It became more visible as I finally pushed through the remaining bushes, leaving this trusted saving path and coming out at the bottom of a long hill of tall green grass. 
At the top of the hill, I could see the moon shining through an iron fence and gate. Two huge twisted trees guarded each side of this gate. On the next hill beyond this one, to the left, I could see Gorsky Manor in all its glory. To the right was another hill. Upon its peak, I could see a thatched roof cottage with three lighted windows. I made my way up the hill to the iron gate. This one was different than the grand gate of the entrance to Gorsky Manor. Its twisted iron pickets were full of spirals and spindles. The center of the two gate doors held a tree, leaves made from the same spirals. The image of linens embroidered with the name Gorsky Manor flashed in my memory, and the spiral. Above the gate again, the name of Gorsky Manor appeared, but under these large, bold iron letters was cemetery. I wondered if Harry lay in rest within. I pushed on the gates, expecting them not to open, but they did, slowly creaking far enough for me to enter. It was the most eerie yet beautiful sight, lovely carved stones of white, each different, each holding the name of its occupant. Many large yew trees twisted among the stones, their bright red berries easily visible in the darkness. A circle of tombstones of similar sizes were huddled together within a low fence of stones. Lannan stone paths crisscrossed across the grounds as if with no apparent pattern or destination. A gathering of three large stones stood alone with ancient hawthorn trees and amber marigolds. Someone seems to be taking care of this place. I walked to these large stones to see who they might remember. The largest one honored Captain Thackeray Abraham Gorsky, 1777-1837. Son of the wind and sea was carved upon the stone and a wooden sailing ship was carved beneath. The gravestone to the right showed Melissa Margaret Abernathy Gorsky, 1787-1825. The only thing carved beneath her name was Beloved. And the last gravestone to his left was empty. I felt the stone thinking the name may be worn away from time. But I couldn't feel anything. It had never been engraved. Curious. Such a lovely stone, but never used. I heard the song begin again, this time loud and strong. I watched in awe as misty forms began to rise from many of the graves.
You told me that you would never die. Lie, lie, lie. You said that you'd never make me cry. Why, why, why? Beneath the carven stones, beneath the flowers old and brown, we whisper to each other voices just beneath the ground. We whisper to each other voices just above the wind, on the wind. It's that curiosity that weighs upon my mind. Forgotten curiosity, this place no longer mine. Can leave.
chosen in my spot as one by one the inhabitants returned to their resting places my eyes caught movement under an ancient rowan tree there one lone stone stood standing beside the stone was a figure of a woman hair long and flowing to her waist simple dress with long sleeves gently moving as if she were underwater she gazed into the unseen lost in her thoughts I quietly moved closer and stopped as I heard her begin to hum a soft and melancholy tune then she looked to the moon and spoke she was gone I walked to her gravestone and looked at her name Winlock Raven Abernathy Broom dreamer of dreams 1313 to 1399 very ancient indeed I noticed that the name Abernathy 
the maiden name of Zachary Gorski's wife. Questions are coming into my mind, but I was too emotional to think about them after the beautiful musings of this lady of dreams. I looked around and noticed the sky was beginning to lighten. Was it morning already? Where had the night gone? Well, in the most amazing and truly unbelievable direction. As I could see more clearly, I wondered where Harry Gorski's grave may be. I quickly began to search, reading the many names of the Gorski family and more of the Abernathy family. In one corner towards the back, a wooden fence separated a section that had headstones of wooden crosses. I went inside and looked to see names carved upon the crosses, but there beneath each was a skill, gardener, cook, housemaid. Oh, this is the servant's cemetery. Whole lives dedicated to the service of the Gorski family and continued into their final resting spaces. I saw a newly dug grave by the wall of stone and felt drawn to see who it was. There was lovely carved letters that said Lily, Laundress. I felt overwhelmed with the sadness and happiness. Here her body has been placed to rest, but I knew her spirit still roamed the halls with her dear companions. I still hope to find Harry, the mischievous spirit of my childhood Ouija board. I can't remember a thing he told us, only that after a while it turned a bit frightening, bringing on nightmares and scary dreams. My mother finally blessed the board and smashed it, sending it to the garbage dump. But even with this knowledge, a small thought of nostalgic excitement and mystery tickled my thoughts. Who was he, really? The sun was now full in the morning sky, and I felt so very tired. I left the cemetery and headed to the cottage on the hill, hoping for a warm bed to rest my weary bones for a time. Oh.